blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co host, John Spees. And today we are continuing the round of 16, our sweet 16, in the 2022 patron tournament. And in one corner, we have a man who already knows the outcome of this battle, and it's not looking good for his opponent. Is he Nostradamus? Is he a precog from Minority Port? No, it's the all-seeing Ian Schultze. Ian, please say hi and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everybody. Um, my name is Ian, and I live in Vermont, uh, where I like to go hiking in these beautiful green mountains, and it's a nice and sunny 70 degrees today. Love it. Your opponent today has starred in such amazing films as 21 Hump Street, for your thighs only, Risque Business, Flesh Dance, The Flint Bones, Twin Cheeks, and Super Horneo Brothers. It's Ron Jeremy Goodson. Oh, hey, Jeremy Goodson. Good to have you back. Please say hi and tell us a little about yourself. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> uh, FYI, those are all real films. I looked through his IMDb and those are legit. Yeah, just his IMDb, I'm sure. <laughs> Not the wall of DVDs behind me. That, <laughs> although I will say uh, he is kind of a grade A bastard uh, and is in prison now. Oh, so. is he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he? Wow. Yeah, he uh, is not a good person at all. But anyway, <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Um, <laughs> I just I never know where you're going with those intros, uh, and even when you started the first one, I'm like, I don't. I don't know who he's talking yeah. about yet. What is going on? Uh, which was amazing, though. You guys do an awesome job at that. Uh, but yeah, I'm Jeremy. I'm from Chicago. I'm in IT, and uh, I enjoy trivia stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both for being on our show. And now let's learn our rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. Now that we know the rules, let's get to know Ian and Ron, I mean, uh, Jeremy, a little bit better. And because this kind of, you know, deeds of the flesh, this is going to be tough for you guys, but you know what? I'm a bodybuilding fan. I love bodybuilding, and I need you to tell me who is your favorite bodybuilder not named Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can you name me one bodybuilder? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to be impressed if they can name one. I know. I was trying to save this. So I wasn't sure who. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I want to do it this time. Uh, so I missed the last part of that. A, name a bodybuilder who's not what? Named Arnold Schwarzenegger. You can't You can't give me uh, okay. Arnie. Okay. I got one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Lou Ferrigno, the Damn original it. Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was the... Uh, uh, his opponent in the film Pumping Up or Pumping Iron, if you guys know it. Good classic call. Uh, I think I just stole Jeremy. Yeah, I think that is the answer. only thing I could think of. Uh, who would be a bodybuilder? I, I, I guess we'll just uh, probably not a, a professional bodybuilder, but uh, he's definitely stacked. So we'll just go Triple H uh, from WWE. Hunter. Hurst Helmsley. Interesting. Yeah, I don't believe he has competed. He, I do believe he used to um, host the uh, Mr. Olympia for a little while. It's either that or the Arnold Classic. I can't remember that he was actually did some hosting of. So he's definitely been part. He's, he's bodybuilding adjacent, but he's not a bodybuilder. And so this is an easy call. I got to yeah. go with Lou Ferrigno. Um, the actual choice that I would have picked is three-time uh, Mr. Olympia Frank Zane, I think, has the greatest body of all time. Um, but you could have picked literally, I mean, Lee Haney, Ron, Ronnie Coleman. Um, I mean, the current Big Rami, who is the current two-time champ um, back-to-back years. Like, you know, but you guys just don't know your bodybuilding. That's okay. I forgive you. Oh, yeah. Any one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know a single person you just named. Oh, and well. uh, <laughs> we are off to a fantastic uh, start. <laughs> right. Well, Ian, because you got in there quick with the only other pop culture bodybuilder, uh, that means you get to pick e- the first category. All right. Well, I'm not going to break with tradition. I'm going to go with news and politics. I knew it. And we are starting off in the 90s. Okay. The son of a billionaire, Dodi Fayed, was killed in a Parisian car crash in 1997. Who else most famously died in that same crash? Princess Diana. Princess Diana is correct. And that was a question by Simon Hood. Thank you, Simon. All right, Jeremy, where do you want to go? Um, I, I think I'm also not going to break tradition. I'm going to try toys and games. I figured i uh, before this game was recording i was like i think i can guess the two categories going into the final (laughs) and your decade is the 70s what board game was originally patented in 1979 under the name squiggle game in the game you and opponents place tiles with paths that force your token to continue on a path and their token as well the goal is to be the last token on the board the name of the game is taken from the Japanese meaning of route or path. Um, oh, <laughs> I, well, if it's the game I'm thinking of, I love this game and I actually got my wife's family into it. Is this Suro? Suro is correct. Uh, John and I have played that one plenty of times. It's a nice, simple, yeah. easy to, to pick up, but but wonderful little game. It's one of my- yeah, I didn't realize it was in the 70s because it became really popular like five, six years ago uh, because Will Wheaton played it on tabletop. Right. It's one of my favorite gateway games for people who don't normally play board games. Let's just start them off with that one. Yeah. Yep, been around for a while, but I think probably just recent, more recently branded under Tsuro. Yeah, you had me um, going there for a second. You're like, tile game and like all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, what's he talking about? Oh, never mind. Game <laughs> of the path. As soon as you said that, I knew exactly yeah. what it was. <laughs> there you go. All right, Ian, we are back to you. All right. Let's go with uh, literature. Literature. 
Coming at you. And your decade is the 80s. Okay, we got a question from Jackie LaFave. What 1985 book by Oliver Sacks describes the case histories of some of the author's patients? The book includes 24 essays, each dealing with issues arising from particular aspects of brain dysfunction. Sachs chose the title of the book from the case study of one of his patients who has visual agnosia. Oh, man. Um, I know everything around this question except for the answer. <laughs> um, what year did you say? 1985. Oliver Sachs, 1985. It, uh, it's not it, but I'm going to say Awakenings just to say something. Awakenings is a fantastic book and also a fantastic movie, but the incorrect answer. Jeremy, can you steal? Can you read me the question one more time? I don't think I can, but just in case. What 1985 book by Oliver Sacks describes the case histories of some of the author's patients? The book includes 24 essays, each dealing with issues arising from particular aspects of brain dysfunction. Sachs chose the title of the book from the case study of one of his patients who has visual agnosia. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to steal this. All my crazy patients. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All my crazy patients. It's not a very sensitive topic or title, and it is incorrect. Uh, We're talking about the 80s. You know, there's less... PC. <laughs> yeah, fair. You know what? In the 80s, that is correct. Uh, so visual agnosia is the uh, rare uh, disorder characterized by the total or partial loss of ability to recognize or identify familiar objects um, and or people on site. And the name of this book is The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. Oh, I've, <laughs> I just heard about this book, too. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Keep swearing. I need to stop swearing on your podcast. (laughs) That's all right. I have to do the editing, so I'll bleep it out. I'd heard of it, but it wasn't going to come. All right. Jeremy, we're back at you. All right. Um, Let's do do music. And we're going way back to the 50s. What American jazz, country, and blues guitarist was one of the pioneers of the solid-body electric guitar. In the 50s, he and his wife, Mary Ford, recorded numerous records selling millions of copies, reaching Billboard's top 10 13 times. Um, okay, I, I got that one when you said Mary Ford. I remember hearing about this recently. I'm pretty sure this is Les Paul. Les Paul is correct. I'm like, well, I'm, the- I'm going over like all the different guitar makers in my head when you started saying that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ian, we're back to you, sir. Yep. And let's go with TV. And your decade is the 2000s. What science fiction drama series ran from from 2002 to 2007? It starred Anthony Michael Hall as Johnny Smith, who discovers he has developed psychic abilities after a coma. It's based on a 1979 Stephen King novel of the same name. Starring Anthony Michael Hall. Lasted five seasons. Where are the questions that were in my wheelhouse last time? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to guess that they made a series out of The Lawnmower Man and go with that. The Lawnmower Man is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? 
I can. It reminds me, I never watched the last season of the show. Uh, I'm th- pretty sure it's The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone is correct. It was actually quite a good show. It I was. very much enjoyed it. All those yeah. commercials on USA for like everything. It was like on every yeah. single show they had on there, they had commercials yep. for it. Yep. All right. Jeremy getting the steal. And left we have movies, fashion, slang, sports, and food. Let's go movies. Okay. All right. Well, we've touched every decade except the 60s. So let's see if we can uh, finish out the bingo card here. Uh, nope. We're going back to the 90s. Back to the 90s. Right. Okay. Robin Williams famously played the genie in Aladdin in 1992, but released earlier that year, he voiced the manic batty in what envir- environmentalist-friendly animated film? Um, if oh, was he in that one? I'm okay. Well, I'm just gonna go with the first thing that popped in my head when you said that, and I'm gonna go Fern Gully. Fern Gully is correct. No, he was fantastic as Batty. I think it's a role that, and one of his voice roles that gets uh, kind of overshadowed, but I think it's really fun. All right, back to Ian. All right, let's go with slang. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Got another question from Simon Hood. Thank you, Simon. I'm not sure if you're understanding this clue. I'm... Might need to over-describe this portmanteau carefully so I can make sure half of the population can get it. And that his first use was in 2008. You wouldn't be mansplaining, would you? I am 100% mansplaining <laughs> this question to you. Uh, right, I'm well. glad you got that because I I overthought that. Like, <laughs> no, that's that's too easy. Like, it popped mm-hmm. my head. Like, no, it's got to be something else. I'm missing something. <laughs> no, wonderful question. Love that one from. Oh Simon. my god, that's great. That All, right. Good <laughs> All right. All well, right, uh, Jeremy. We are back to you. Um. Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna go food. Okay. And your decade is the '50s. Okay. Yay. <laughs> The slogan, nothing says lovin' like something from the oven, dates all the way back to the 50s for what baked goods company? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's Pillsbury. It is Pillsbury. All right, we're moving along. And uh, Ian, sports or fashion, which one do you want for yourself? (laughs) Uh, um, Let's go with a good song by David Bowie with fashion. And we are staying in the 2000s. Another question from Simon Hood. Shh. Posh won't tell you, but on November 13th, 2007, this heavenly looking group became the first trademark to be awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Can you read that one more time? Shh. Posh won't tell you, but on November 13th, 2007, this heavenly-looking group became the first trademark to be awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Posh won't tell you. Um, first trademark. I I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Gucci. Gucci is not Gucci of an answer. No, it's incorrect. That's actually slang. Huh, maybe I, that probably happened more recently. Anyway, Jeremy, can you steal it? 
If I can, it's only because of the clue. I have never heard this before, but I do know that Posh in the Spice Girls is Victoria Beckham. So I'm going to go uh, Victoria's Secret. I need you to be more specific. More specific than the trademark of Victoria's Secret? I need you to be more specific. Can you read the question one more time? <laughs> Shh. Posh won't tell you, but on November 13th, 2007, this heavenly-looking group became the first trademark to be awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. The group? So the Victoria's Secret models? I'm giving you one last chance. I need you to be more specific. And then I don't know if I, you know what? Even that is probably too, I probably should have said no there, but. (laughs) Victoria's Secret lingerie models. Uh, Nope. You are incorrect. (laughs) John. Can can I get it back? (laughs) No, I got John. Can you steal or not steal? Do you know the answer to this one? Uh, These are the Victoria's Secret angels. The angels. That's the heavenly looking. Oh, group. he did the. I didn't even know that, that was their name. I just got yep. the posh, and you said trademark. Yep, you did pick up. You picked up on the Victoria and the other part, Victoria's Secret. But yep, now I needed the angels. So, all right, uh, Jeremy, that leaves sports for you. And your decade is the fifties. Okay. On July 10th, 1953, this person won the British Open. After already having won the Masters and the U.S. Open, it made him the first golfer ever to win all three major championships in the same year, brother. Uh, I'm not sure who was playing back then. I'm just going to go Arnold Palmer. Palmer is incorrect. Ian, can you steal? Uh... Read the last few words again, if you would. Mm-hmm. The first golfer ever to win all three major championships in the same year, brother. Brother. Why did you say brother? Um, golf is not anything that I ever pay attention to. Um, but I think I think there's a player named like Gary Cousins or something like that. So, and but I'm not going to lock in the first name. I'm just going to go with Cousins. Cousins is incorrect. Uh, I Uh, got the clue afterwards. uh, It did not click. It probably would have helped if I said it brother instead of brother. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know his full name, but I know there was a golfer named Hogan. And I yes, it has to be Ben Hogan. Is Mm. it? Yep. I thought it'd be too easy if I did the Hulk Hogan brother. I, I, you said golf, and my brain shut off for a second, uh. and then I heard you reread it, and I'm like, oh, I missed the clue. <laughs> it was right there. All right, that is the end of round one. John, where do we stand? All right, well, Jeremy has a little bit of a lead, but anything can happen in round two. Jeremy has 50 to Ian's 20. That is correct. All right. Since Ian started off round one, that means, Jeremy, you get a pick for Ian to start off round two. Which category do you want to give him? Let's go sports. Yep. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. On October 1st, 1977, what player had his last soccer match when his current team, the New York Cosmos, played a friendly with his beloved Santos FC from Brazil? He played the first half for the Santos, uh, which then switched jerseys and played the second half for the Cosmos. Well, I'm going to go with the only old uh, football player I, or soccer, whatever you want to call it, player I know and go with Pele. Pele is correct. Yep. I 
I knew it wasn't Beckham. Yeah, <laughs> it was not Beckham. Not not from the seventies. All right, uh, Ian, what category do you want to give to Jeremy? Well, um, since we both avoided it for so long, let's go with fashion. Mm-hmm. And your decade is the nineties. In the early nineties. The most influential group of models were nicknamed the Big Five, which consisted of Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, Tatiana Patitz, and what Canadian supermodel? She's also known for saying, we don't wake up for less than $10,000 a day. Can you give me the list one more time? Sure. So the Big Five consists of Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, Tatiana Patitz, and what Canadian supermodel? It's the only one I can think of missing from the list. It's probably not right because I'm awful at this, but it came up recently on the show, and I think it's Claudia Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer is incorrect. Okay. Ian, can you steal? I think Schiffer is German or Swiss or or Austrian. One of those. um, I want to say Elle McPherson's Australian. And I know I looked this up a couple of years ago because I was thinking that it was a name that I didn't really remember all that well. Um, I, I'm not going to be able to pull it. I know I've, I've read this in the past. I'll go with Angela Davidson. I don't know. Angela Davidson is incorrect. Yeah, I do think it's a name you will recognize, but not like the top first name in modeling in my head either. Uh, I am looking for Linda Evangelista. Yeah. Linda Evangelista. Yeah, I wasn't pulling that in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Jeremy, you are going. Uh, yeah, is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Jeremy, you're picking for Ian again. Um, <clears throat> Let's do literature because I didn't get to say it yet. <laughs> yeah, they both got to say it. What a great episode. I said it, literature. Ian and Jeremy said it. John, all you need to do is say it, and it's going to be a perfect episode. Uh, Jeremy, what's your least favorite decade? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm choosing for Ian. So. No, that, uh, it doesn't matter. It's the 50s. Oh, I was okay. going to say the 50s, too. <laughs> Damn. All right. Cardinal Francis Spellman wrote what 1951 bestseller about Paul Taggart, a wounded World War II veteran who returns and stops in St. Petersburg Cathedral on Christmas Eve to find a baby left inside. The book follows the baby and the soldier throughout the child's life. Okay. I've heard of Spellman. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard of this book, though. And the baby was found in a church? Uh, Correct returns and stops in the St. Peter's Cathedral on Christmas Eve to find a baby left inside. I don't know, so I'm going to go with uh, What Child Is This? What Child Is This is incorrect. Jeremy, can you steal? Um, if it's the book I'm thinking of, yes. I had to read it in high school, but I'm a little fishy on the details. It's been a while, but I think it's The Foundling. The Foundling is correct. Wow. Crazy how those high school books that you read just kind of stick in there. Oh, yeah. No, more than more times than I can count, those have come up. In- yeah. <laughs> sure. That's yeah. All right. He gets the steal. Ian, you've got to give Jeremy another category, though. Yep. So we've already hit all three that we didn't get in the first round, mm-hmm. um, which coincidentally are the only ones that Jeremy missed. 
let's go with food. And we finally have our first 60s question. All right. We have a question from Jackie LaFave. In 1969, with the interstate expanding, Dan Evans had a vision to build an old country store to meet travelers' needs, a place to stretch their legs, refuel, and find a good meal like country fried steak or chicken and dumplings. With 600 stores in 45 states, what is the name of this eatery? Oh, uh, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel is correct. And I am not a fan. I, I was thinking we were going back. gas station, like kind of like mm. hybrid thing for a second. But yeah, it's definitely a funky hybrid. And if only they had good food, but they don't. I, All I, right. I, OK, so I'm not the only one who <laughs> thinks that. Like my family used to love going there, like especially on road trips, like excited that there's a Cracker Barrel. I'm like, I don't like anything no. they have. It's you know, uh, like blender. the chicken and dumplings. That's about it. Like, I will give them that. They have good chicken and dumplings. That's all I ever eat when I go there anyway. Yeah, that's what my wife loves. But yeah, I, she'll go there for that. And I'll begrudgingly join if I have to. <laughs> all right, Jeremy, what category do you want to give back to Ian? Uh, let's go toys and games. Okay. Hanging in your decade is the 2000s. Another question from Simon Hood. Selling now for well over $1,000 each, a limited edition Barbie doll was released in 2003 and was modeled on what 18th century historical figure? Cake and head sold separately. (laughs) I love that clue. Oh, that's great. Um, Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette is correct. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying like not to laugh over here. That's yeah, so good. That was a great, great clue. Simon uh, Simon sent me, he actually, he was telling me that he uh, was trying to work on writing an entire game. And it's 60 questions that you have to write. So it's quite a bit. And he yeah. said he got about halfway through and he was like, screw this. So he just sent me what he had. <laughs> I've got a good bit of them and I appreciate it. They're really well written. Why would they make a Barbie after that, though? Yeah, no, I, I don't. I'm like, I have no idea. You said Barbie. I'm like, I'm glad I gave this to you. And then all of a sudden you said the head and cake. I'm like, oh, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great it clue. A it's easy. a great clue, though. And it's a good uh, pub trivia question, too. Yes. That, yeah, that would be it gives the, uh, you know, people who just aren't sure like that in. There's that extra. Mm-hmm. In. That was actually a really good one. I like it. So yep. thank you. Is it Simon, you said? Yes, Simon Hood. Our Aussie who lives in New Zealand. All right. Ian, uh, what category do you want to give to Jeremy? All right. Um, Well, he saved it for later in the first round, so I'm going to go with movies. Okay. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. And a question from Chris Hasse. Thank you, Chris. In 1969's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which Latin or South American country uh, do the title characters travel to in an effort to escape the law of the United States? I'm really bad at remembering countries, but I have seen this movie uh, and I saw it again just a couple of years ago. And I think they go to Argentina. Argentina is incorrect. <sighs> Thank you. See, I suck Ian, can you. Can you steal? I can. This is Bolivia. It is Bolivia. Well done. Gets the steal. And now, Jeremy, you have got to give a category to him. Well, I, I get points docked for uh, 
my Robert Redford knowledge, apparently. Um, <laughs> let's go uh, slang. And your decade is the 90s. A Christian youth leader in the 90s gave out bracelets to help her group remember what motivational four-word phrase. Soon it was seen and heard everywhere from Sodom to Gomorrah. Uh, so this is, what would Jesus do? It is, what would Jesus do? Those WWJD bracelets, and then you would see uh, that everywhere. All right. All right, Ian, what do you want to give back to Jeremy? We are getting a good match going. Uh, music, TV, or news and politics, what do you want to give to Jeremy? Let's give him music. And your decade is the 60s. Okay. And we have a finish the lyrics question. Jeremy, I want you to finish the lyrics to this 1962 Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons number one hit. Silly boy, told my girl we had to break up. Silly boy, hoped that she would call my bluff. Silly boy, then she said to my surprise, blank, 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 blank. What are those four words? I believe that would be, unless I'm thinking the wrong part of the song, Big Girls Don't Cry. Big Girls Don't Cry is correct. Uh, have you guys seen Jersey Boys? I have no. not. Uh, there's a really funny uh, scene in the play about this song and the like somebody like they're trying to overanalyze it and the uh, producer just like gets really mad and like throws something on the floor and goes, it's an effing metaphor. <laughs> Obviously not <laughs> censoring himself, but I'm doing it for your show. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just hilarious. Nice. I, I mean, it's been running in Vegas for like forever, right? Yeah. And I've still never gone to see it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, Jeremy, what do you want to give to Ian and what do you want to keep for yourself between TV and news and politics? Um, I'm going to give him TV. And I also realized I think I just messed up and the uh, song is a walk like a man that they were overanalyzing, but there's big girls don't cry like right around the same time. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right, TV for Ian. And decade is the 90s. Another question from Simon Hood. In 1994, a particular scene from an episode called Papa Got a Brand New Excuse still makes people cry to this day. It finished with the line, How come he don't want me, man? Contrary to popular belief, this was not improvised or based on a story uh, all about how he was treated by his own father. What was the TV show? Yeah, this is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and absolutely one of their best episodes. Yeah, one of the yeah. best scenes. Um, mm -hmm. I, I believe, yeah, it's not about his father, but I do believe um, they he went off script uh, from what I was reading and like just got into it. And yeah, might have. Um, yeah, I was reading uh, like a write up on it afterwards. Like, well, these are rumors. You know, they're saying it's about his dad and his dad was a big supporter of him. So it wasn't mm -hmm. anything like that. It was. Uh, and I think it was done in one take was the other thing. And it was just blew everybody away. Yeah. Oh, it did. It did. Yeah. You can watch it on like YouTube or something. And it's just like, it just immediately hits you. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That means we have news and politics left for Jeremy. And it is going to be the 2000s. Wow. We've had a good bit of these later ones this, this mm -hmm. game. 
Okay. Another question from Simon Hood. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. In 2007, which former prime minister of Pakistan was assassinated by bomb blast that also killed at least 80 other people? I know this story. I got to think if I can pull his name. Okay. Mm. I, I, I'm blanking on the first name, and I want to say Benjamin. I'm not going to say the first name. Um, and I think it's Budo. I'm just going to go with Budo as my answer. Benazir Budo is correct. Oh, God. I'm so glad I didn't just say Benjamin because that's what was in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you had the alliteration, at least. Yes. Yep. But no, yeah, Benazir. Okay. All right. Well, that is the end of round two. John, where do we stand with our scores? All right. Well, Ian was able to uh, catch up a good bit. Jeremy has 90 and Ian has 70. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we need to figure out what are the two questions going into our final round. Jeremy, is you in the lead, what category do you want to be put in first? I, uh, I'm going to go toys and games. Okay. And the decade will be the 80s. All right. And Ian, which category do you want to join? I'm, this is going to be no surprise to you. I'm going to go with <laughs> news and politics. Hey, it's exactly what I originally thought. And it will also be the 80s. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. We need to know y'all's 80s knowledge when it comes to news and politics and toys and games. So write down your wagers. Can I get the scores one more time? Yep. Jeremy, you have 90. Ian has 70. All right. I'm all set. Okay. All right. We are going to start off in our 80s toys and games. What series of toy foam spheres originally released in 1985? They had grotesque faces and designs and were given a character synopsis and an odd name. The toy line expanded into a franchise with comic books, direct-to-video cartoons, and a video game for the Commodore 64. And our 80s news and politics question. On November 29th, 1981, what actress died under mysterious circumstances at the age of 43 while on a weekend trip to Catalina Island with her husband, Robert Wagner, and actor Christopher Walken. Other than the fact that she drowned, many of the circumstances are unknown. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I want to plug... You know what, John? I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to plug Beef Up. Mm -hmm. The blast from our past podcast, you and I have hosted this show for well over 100 episodes. Or not well over, a little over 100 <laughs> episodes. We have hosted Blast from Our Past for more than double that. Um, it's got tons of different nostalgic uh, movies, TV shows, album reviews, or top 10 lists. Um, some people that you have listened to on this show have made some appearances on the Blast from Our Past. So I will say, go out there and check out the Blast from Our Past podcast. Do either of you need a question reread? Yes, please. The toys and games. Yep. Okay. Same. I. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there, isn't it? Uh-huh. What series of toy foam spheres originally released in 1985? They had grotesque faces and designs and were given a character synopsis and an odd name. 
The toy line expanded into a franchise with comic books, direct-to-video cartoons, and a video game for the Commodore 64. All right, I think I'm locked in. Yeah, I'll, I'll lock in. All right. Jeremy, as you're in the lead, I kind of want to know what are your answers to our 80s toys and games and our 80s news and politics. Okay, well, the, the movie one, or the news and politics, I say movie because it was an actress. Um, I'm pretty sure that was Natalie Wood. Um, as far as the toys and games ones go, I don't know if this is what it was, but I remember having an eyeball when I was a kid that was, like, squishy, um, and I believe it was called Mad Balls or Mad Ball. I don't remember if there's an S at the end, so I will just say Mad Ball. All right. Ian, what were your answers? Yeah, I had the, the same answer for the news and politics. Um, I think that's Natalie Wood. I think I'm remembering her um, the story of her death correctly. I think that's Natalie Wood. For the toys and games, you said spheres. You avoided the, the word ball. And I remember seeing these when I was growing up, and I thought they were stupid. And it was right around the time, same time as Garbage Pail Kids, I want, I want to say. But... The best I could come up with is Monster Ball. All right. On November 28th, 1981, the actress who died under mysterious circumstances is Natalie Wood. And the Toy Foam Spheres. You're right. I definitely did not say the word balls because it is in the name of the toys. And those toys are called Mad Balls. So, yes, Jeremy, you do get it right. Uh, unfortunately, sucking out all of the excitement from our wagering at the end, but uh, we do want to know the final scores. So, Ian, what did you wager? Well, I bet zero. I was hoping that he'd get at least one wrong. So, uh, I bet zero. That was the right wager. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, what did you wager? Um, I went for the lockout, and I bet 51. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. So, if John, I had gotten dude, that wrong, that would have swung. That would have swung, Jeremy. Or, John, what is the math? With a final score of 141 to 70, Jeremy is today's winner. Woo! That was a very good game. game. Very good game. Yep. Yep. Very exciting. Exciting to the end. So, all right, gentlemen, this was a wonderful time. And, Jeremy, you will get to continue on our tournament as you take on last year's runner-up, Josh Wenrick, in the next round. But, Ian, unfortunately, this is the end of your run. It's unfortunate to see you go, but you are a fantastic contestant. Is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, if you're looking for a, a pet, go ahead and adopt. Don't shop. That's all I got. That's, and we just adopted right. a kitten. My son wanted a kitten, and I'm like, we're not going to a breeder. We're going to a rescue. Yep. Excellent. Nope. Um, Wholeheartedly agree with that, uh, that, that sentiment. All right, for John, I'm Adam. That was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.
Hello! La la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right, it's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Thank you.